And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check, in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our GEICO bill with the GEICO app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the GEICO app. Thank you. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Whatever part of the world you're listening to me from, I'm delighted that you're here here with me tonight. And tonight I'm going to be... Actually, I'm pre-recording this this, uh, show and I'm continuing with my worship because there are I want to get the I want to get all the lessons done by the time the end of the month which is pretty pretty much around the corner so I want to get all of that done and I um got home about a little over an hour ago from so from church and it's kind of late but it's it's worth it it's a camp meeting and it's awesome it's wonderful it's just indescribable you get a chance coming out to, and and be a part if you can't be here in person you can watch on online or listen online at revival that's R-E-V-I-V-A-L dot com. And services are at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time all this week up until Sunday. Two meetings a day, seven meeting I mean seven days left and 14 meetings left. It's powerful already. So it's kind of late, and as I said, I, I'm not sure how much I'm going to get done today, but I did say in the last episode that I would have something for you on Monday, and I wanted wanted to keep my word that your yes be yes and your no be no. So it may not be two parts, but it's going to be something. And then, But I will definitely have it done. By the end of this end of this month, which, as we both we all know, is around the corner, can I go to a quick song, and I will be right back with you.
went their way and found it just as he, just as he had said to them. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, Why are you loosing the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of it. Then they brought him to Jesus. And they threw their own clothes on the colt. And they set Jesus on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then, as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. That was Luke chapter 19, verses 29 through 40. Some things I was noticing here was, as in those days, not everybody had a cult. A lot of people, if I'm not mistaken, to correct me if I'm wrong, send me an email, but a lot of people just pretty much walked everywhere. And they the cult was 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 like having your car like having a car uh in those days it was it was for for the rich to have a a cult or just for somebody that was it would be like me coming up to your car and there's there's a you know I'm I'm getting I'm getting in there I'm hot wiring your car, <laughs> and you would be what are you doing? <laughs> the Lord has need of it. And it says, if anybody asks why you are loosing it, you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. What is it? that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you to loose that the Lord has need of? Ask yourself that question. Have you done it? If you haven't, ask ask the Holy Spirit, ask God for grace to help you loose whatever that thing is. It could be hurt from the past. It could be uh, lust, it could be addiction, it could be finances, money, it could be anything. Only you know what it is. But don't be afraid to loose it and give it to the Lord because the Lord has need of it. And if the Lord is asking you to give it, He's asking you to loose that asset then 
he has a, a harvest in mind for you, a really huge one. Now, let's see, I'm reading down in here. Oh, and then when they brought they were, uh, as they were then when they brought him to Jesus, talking about the cult here, and they threw their own clothes on the cult and they set Jesus on him. In those days, clothes were very very expensive, not like today. I'm sure some clothes are different prices and some can be very expensive. But back in the day, back in Jesus' day. They were very, very expensive. It wasn't, it was, I mean, it was considered, I mean, for them to take their clothes and put it on the cult. Plus, as you read further down here, as as he went, as, you know, they put Jesus on the cult. Well, as, as, as they went, many spread their clothes on the road. That was, it was expensive, as I said. That's not, that would be like you laying down an Armani suit or a leather jacket, really expensive clothing or silk or just any kind of something. It wasn't just anything. Back back in that day, it was, it, they're expensive, hard to come by. And as he uh, as he was drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, let's see here. And then every of uh, the disciples, the, the, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. And uh, I just can't help but think that just a week later, uh, the, uh, the majority of those people that were praising him with a loud voice for all of his mighty works were the same people that shouted, crucify him. Those same voices that were loudly praising him were loudly condemning him to death a week later and demanding his death. What a contrast. Now, as these, as uh, back to the scripture here, as God, uh, as uh, they were praising God, they said, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, and then they rebuked him and pretty much told him to, you know, tell them, actually, they told him to rebuke the disciples, be quiet, in other words, but he answered and said, I tell you that if you should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. In other words, the stones would praise him, the rocks would cry out. And I know this isn't scriptural, but I say, hey, let the rock join me in my worship. Let the rocks, 
Let the stones, let all of them join me when I worship. I know it's not scriptural, but it's just kind of like a, I don't know, I just, I've I've often said this, like, no, I don't, in actuality, scripturally, I don't want a rock taking my place, worshiping and crying out to God. I want to be the one worshiping, but I guess poetically or whatever you want to call it, let the rocks, let them all join me. The more the merrier. I re-edify or reiterate that it's not scriptural to have the rock cry out in place with you. It's just sort of a poetic thing, for lack of a better word. So we should not let the rocks cry out in our place. We praise God. There are a lot of reasons why we worship. Uh, These people threw their garments over the colt and sat Jesus upon it, as I was saying. And they spread their garments on the road in front of him. A whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. That reminds me of when they were all as one sound and with the entrance and that uh, the glory of God uh, fell and the priest could not stand to minister. I believe I I, I wrote, uh, I read that scripture of the last show. They praised God for all the mighty works that he had done, or that they had seen. And they said, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in earth and heaven and glory in the highest. The Pharisees asked Jesus to rebuke his disciples, like I was saying, and Jesus told them, told them if he... If they keep silent, the stones will immediately cry out. So I was just kind of giving you a quick overview of what I just had taught on a little bit a few few moments. We praise God and we worship him with no restraint or reservation, lifting up our hands, our hearts, our voices, and giving him are all. Why? Because he is our savior. He is our deliverer. He is our healer. He is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. He is our righteousness. He is our protector. He is our shepherd. He is our provider. He is our rock and shelter, our all in all. He is our Lord and King. He's our Savior. God, the God of all creation, left heaven in all of its splendor, earth in the form of a man, Jesus. And he 
dwelt among us. He had three, three and a half years of ministry. And he took all of our sin, shame, pain, sicknesses, diseases, everything upon himself, allowed them to crucify him. He died, buried, resurrected, and is now seated at the right hand of our Father, ever living to make intercession for you and me, for all of us. And he's our Savior. He saved us. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want to tell you right now that He loves you so much. He has a great plan for your life. And if you're not sure that if you died today you would go to heaven, I want to let you know that the Holy Bible reads we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, just mean it with your heart and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven. Because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. I'm going to let you know right now that all, I mean all of your sins are forgiven you. Always remember to run to God and not from God because he loves you so much. He has a great, great plan for your life. And also repeat this prayer of forgiveness. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I forgive anyone who ever hurt, neglected, or abused me. It was not my fault. I forgive myself for anyone I ever hurt, neglected, or abused, including myself. Lord, I release them and I receive your forgiveness. Fill me with your peace, your joy, 
and your love. Amen. I'll let you know as a servant, as as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you all your sins are forgiven. You are forgiven because you have forgiven. Always remember to run to God and not from God. He loves you so much. Jesus, he's our healer. You're sick in your body in any way. If you're in pain or if you are in any kind of way, shape or form, sick, Jesus is your healer. He's a great physician. As I said earlier, a few moments ago, he took all of our sicknesses, disease, pain, shame, everything upon himself. So he is our healer. And you can lay hands on yourself. And because God said, believers shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So if you believe or you have Jesus in your heart, you can lay hands on yourself. Be healed. Jesus is our deliverer. If you're having anything that you're battling, any kind of addiction or fear, bad memories or childhood abuse or pain emotionally, physically, God can deliver you from all of that. You should deliver. He wants to deliver you. And Jesus is a baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. And if you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, now's your opportunity. Just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, you are the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire, and I'm asking you to baptize me in in the Holy Ghost and fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Amen. Fire, build, build in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Fire, God. Fill them up, Lord. Fill them up, fill them up, fill them up. Thank you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now, just Open your mouth and don't speak any language that you know, any language at all. Just open your mouth. Don't think about it. Don't think about it and just let God take control of your vocal cords and let him utter, give you utterance. There you go. Keep speaking it. You got it. Keep on going. Louder, louder. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for baptizing them in the Holy Ghost and fire and giving them their prayer language. Thank you, Father. Now, if you, you keep just letting the Holy Spirit speak through you and take control of your vocal cords, then he is he is going to just he's going to uh, make that prayer language even even uh, grow and be get more dialect uh, if you want to call it that way or not dialect but just he's going to grow your prayer language. You're going to be more fluent in it. He is our righteousness because our righteousness is as filthy rags, but thanks to Jesus, because we were buried with him and raised from the dead and seated with him in heavenly places, we are his righteousness. He is our righteousness, but we're righteous with him only because of what he did. He's also our protector. He, you know, Psalm 91 has been, uh, a lot has to do with, people read that a lot, quoted over themselves, for God will give his angels charge over us to watch over us concerning all our ways and bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against the stone. That's Psalm 91. You want to turn with me to Psalm 91 in your Bible while I look it up here? This is not in my notes, but that's quite all right. Often where I'm trained from and my church, they get maybe, they don't, well, they have a lot, they don't get half the time, well, I shouldn't say half the time, a lot of times they don't get, they either tell you stuff that's not, well, they tell you a lot of times what's in your notes, what's not in their notes. So, anyway, Psalm 91, uh, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him Will I trust? Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. This truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil 
shall befall you. Neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge of you, keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, and therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long light, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is Psalm 91. A good psalm for protection. Now, what I like to do is I take the scripture, especially this psalm, well, a lot of the scripture, but Psalm 91, and make it personal, personalize it. So I'm like, I'm reading it over myself. I'll give you an example. Okay, for example, it starts, let's just go from Psalm 91.1 and and then uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. If you follow along in your Bible, it's easier. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Now, in verse 3, this is how it reads in, in the Bible. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Now, this is how I personalize it. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the pestilence, perilous pestilence. So instead of saying, surely he shall deliver you, I say, surely he shall deliver me. And then in verse 4, it says, he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. Truth shall be your shield and buckler. This is how I say it. He shall cover me with his feathers, and under his wings I shall take refuge. His truth shall be my shield and buckler. So, as it says in verse 5, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that wastes at noonday. In verse 5, it says, I shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. And I think you pretty, pretty much get the idea. Anywhere there is a you 
like for example, surely he shall deliver you. Just put me. Um, let's see here. Under his, let's see, your. You put my, and uh, you just personalize it and and pray it over yourself. And that's the word works. The re- word does not return void. That sets out every and and everything that it's accomplished sets out and does everything that it's accomplished to do. So he's our protector, and he is our shepherd. He leads us and guides us, and we have no lack or want with him. He's also our provider. He provides our every need for my for my my God so shall tongue twister here tonight. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. When you think about it, how he talks about let's see, let's go I'm gonna Google it. That's sometimes a good way to find certain scriptures. If you know part of the scripture, there's one you're looking for. But he's our provider. He knows how, he knows exactly what we need. And I'm going to go to chapter. Actually, Matthew 6. That's where I'm going to go. Matthew 6. And right here. Talking about not worrying. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father Feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink? 
or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. God God provides food, water for the birds, for every animal. And he clothes the grass and, and the flowers of the, the field in, in such glory. And he said, Solomon, in all glory, was not arrayed like one of those. God knows what we need. He knows we need to eat. He knows we need to drink. And he, we're not supposed to worry about those things. Where our next meal is coming from. Maybe tempting to worry, but we're not supposed to because he knows what we have need of. And he takes care of us. He's a good dad. He's not a child abuser. He's not a neglectful father. He's a good daddy. And when when God asked I um, when God asked Abraham to take Isaac up and sacrifice his son, his only son, he took him out to the up, up on the way to the mountain, and he was about ready to. He had a knife up in the air and was going to kill him. And the angel stopped him. The angel of God stopped him. And said, "No, God knows, you know, that you were willing to do that, uh, sacrifice your son, your only son. He knows that you." Anyway, he passed the test, but then he 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 looked over and he saw a ram caught in a thicket and uh, had it trapped by its horns, I guess, or something. But he got that ram, and you, that was the sacrifice. But then he called that. He said, "Well, on the way up, he told his boy Isaac because Isaac was where's the lamb for the." sacrifice and Abraham told him God will himself provide a lamb so when he was up on um, when he was up there and he found the ram in the in the thicket then he ended up calling that Jehovah Jireh the land that that the place that is still called that to this day so he is our provider. He provides our every need, and he's awesome. He's our rock. He's our shelter. As we can just, as I was reading earlier in Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the, under the shadow of his wings, the shelter of his wings, you think about it, the shelter of wings, like I, I, I was quickened to 
Sometimes uh, I was outside or near outside. I was watching. It was what is raining really heavy. A beautiful turtle dove I noticed in in a nest. It was raining. It was just beating down on her. And I was wondering, I'm thinking, why is she just sitting there in the rain? Why doesn't she just fly someplace and and go and get some shelter? And then I, I, I saw her, I, I started to see these little heads pop up and wiggle from underneath her. She was sitting on about three or four babies and sheltering them from the rain and the very heavy rain she she must have been cold but she she was sheltering them she had her wings covering them he who bides under the the shadow of the mighty shall dwell Wait, let me go back and quote that properly but she had her her, her she she sat on that her wings were completely covering them and she did not once she did not once get up and fly away to go get dry for a little bit here it is this, the first verse he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty I will save the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God and him Will I trust? And here, this surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. And this is it right here, uh, verse 4. He shall cover you with his feathers or pinions, and under his wings you shall take refuge. I was. That such a perfect illustration that I saw that one day it was an illustrated sermon, basically, even though it was preaching, but well, the Holy Spirit was, and he spoke to me that day, and I just was watching that turtle dove, and I kid you not, she was that mama bird was getting soaked from that rain. She was sheltering her babes, her her baby birds. She covered them with her feathers, and under her wings they took refuge. And God, he is our Lord and King. He's Lord of Lords and King of Kings. So we can't be quiet about him. We must shout it from the mountaintops to the rooftops until the whole world knows. If if the if they could wave palm branches and throw their clothes at his feet and raise their voices in praise and adoration to his name, how much more 
should you and I worship? We who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and have the Holy Spirit in us to help us worship. You know, on a little side note, palm branches is a symbol of victory. It's also in the book of Revelations where, in, I'm sorry, not Revelations, but the Revelation, the book of Revelation, not plural, singular. In the book of Revelation, it's also found there, they're waving palm branches in there. It's a symbol of victory. Finally, in closing on this part of this uh, part of the lesson, which I'll be playing at my at usual time, there are a lot of reasons in closing, as I'm closing here, why people don't worship, why they don't worship God. That is, why they don't worship our heavenly. God is because they are worshipping other things they're basically worshipping idols they are worshipping idols idols of TV sports movies material possessions their bellies feeding their bellies their flesh feeding junk food or whatever the case may be As I read um, in uh, one of the, as I read, I believe in the last lesson, talking about the woman Samaria, the, you know, basically she's known as the woman at the well, and Jesus told her, he says, you know. She was saying, you know what you you worship. I have to re- go back on that and have a look. Let me see. Let me go back. So I'm not just sitting here and trying to paraphrase. Let me go back here and see the older one. Let me see. Trying to find my notes. Because okay, I'm just going to Google that one as well. <laughs> so to get where John 4 reading it here and trying to find the part I'm I'm looking for while I'm looking for it so you don't have to have dead air here let me play um, well not dead air so you don't have to wait while I find it 
I'm going to play a promo for the winter camp meeting. I'll be right back with you. Hey, Rodney Outbound here inviting you to come and be a part with us. Winter, Signs and Wonders Camp Meeting right here in Tampa, Florida, the 25th of January through the 1st of February. Two meetings a day. Sunday to Sunday is going to be epic. Get on a plane, get on a train, get on a bus, a bicycle, the back of a camel, whatever you need to do in a canoe. Get you to Tampa. It's going to be a time of great praise and worship and the ministry of the Word and the move of the Holy Spirit. And the theme of this week is called Possessing the Land. And I believe 2015 is going to be the year of possessing the land. And we're going to see a mass mobilization of God's people for what God's purpose and plan is for their life for 2015. So what better way to dedicate right in the opening month of 2015. Come and be a part in the winter Signs and Wonders Camp Meeting. I'm looking to see you. Come on. Timing there. I found the. I found what I was looking for. John four verse twenty-two. Actually, start at twenty-one. Jesus said to her, "Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know." We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. So I just wanted to clarify that was a uh, a Samaritan woman, often known as the woman at the well, and. Anything that God asks you to part with or or to give away and also to um, if you can't if you can't give it up, if you can't give it away, it's become an idol to you. the first commandment I don't want to misquote that so I'm going to go look it up basically you shall I am the Lord your God you shall have no other gods before me basically what what it's saying and anything what what we worship and I'm talking about why people don't worship here Anything you give your time, attention, and money to is what you worship. Especially when you're giving your time, attention, and money to things other than God, and especially to things that are taking you away from time with God. And unfortunately, idol worship is... is really, really big in this 21st century. And it is time
time to worship the king. It's time to praise him. It's time to give him all the glory. All of it. You know, there's things called American Idol and uh, talk about idols like rock stars and TV stars and movie stars and just all different things, sports stars. Well, idolatry. People go to is, is, send you straight to hell. Is if we put anything before God, and we don't repent of it. I mean, it could be watching TV for a really long time, as I stated earlier. God is a jealous God. He He wants us. He loves us. Just need to be careful what we're giving our time, especially the majority of our time, attention and money to. God is so worthy of praise. He's gone through so much torture when Jesus was in, God was in the form of man, and Jesus did so much for us. He's so faithful and good and kind and sweet and loving and wonderful, precious and holy and good, kind. Loving. He deserves all our praise. Oh, and he deserves all the glory and all the honor. So we need to just give him what is due him. What only he deserves. I want to let you know that uh, if um, you have ever been interested in Bible college, we are that there the church, the Bible college is having another intake of students in August. I'm going to play you a quick. In the world, there is a problem. People are hurting. People are empty. Some very alone. People are broken. Many are lost. What they need is hope. They need healing. They need love. They need a savior. They need someone who will lay down their life. Someone with the fire of God who will hear God's call and bring Jesus to the world. What they need is a revival. 
there is a place called the River Bible Institute, a place dedicated to training believers how to live, minister, and flow in the anointing. And it's for anyone, whether your heart is in business or full-time ministry. This is a place the Word of God is taught and demonstrated. The Word will challenge those of you attending to find clarity in your calling and deepen your relationship with the Lord. It will provide you with a new perspective on how to reach the lost for Christ and live in God's life-changing power. It is a place where you will be empowered to make a difference and set your world on fire with revival. God is calling for all believers. Will you answer? That's a good question. Will you answer the call? To the call of heaven and the clarion call. The call of the lost, the cry of the lost. Well, coming up this August is a new intake of students. It's actually a brand new start of school. River Bible Institute and River School of Worship. And finances have stopped you before. I have been authorized to give you a scholarship to the school. So I'm excited to be able to give you a scholarship. And if you know of anyone else that has called God in their life and they want to go to Bible college, I am authorizing you to give them a scholarship. And also, if they know of anybody, they can also... Give them a scholarship, and so on, and so on, and so on. It's a ripple effect. Come August, you know, we'll be coming to Bible college. Now, they have River School of Government, but at this time, it's not, it is not, uh, they're not, accept, they're not giving scholarships for that. But don't let that deter you. God called you there. He's going to make a way. He's going to make a way. Now, if you have any prayer requests at all, call toll-free 24 hours, 24-7, anytime. Just call 866-857-4837. That is 866 Five seven four eight three seven. If you want to check out the schools, go to River Bible Institute dot com. River School of Government dot com. River School of Worship dot com. You can check out all of that there, and you can also go to revival dot com 
and some of that, uh, some of those, you can find those links there as well. Just have to look around for them. So, and feel free to email me with any prayer requests or comments, questions, testimonies at fire. Talk Radio 2, that's the number 2, at yahoo.com. That's Fire Talk Radio 2, with the number 2, at yahoo.com. Also, I'm looking to get, uh, if you want to follow me and, and, and on my homepage, go to Blog Talk Radio dot com forward slash fire radio two or the number two so that is blog talk radio dot com forward slash fire talk radio two that's the number two and I'd love to have you uh, be looking to get as many followers as I can uh, to reach out to more people. So that's about all for tonight. And I am going to be trying to do another one of this to, for Saturday, I mean for Friday, and that sh- should finish up the the worship. That I'm live Monday, Friday, and right now I don't know if I'm going to be doing anything Saturday because I finished up the Jesus my. Jesus, the Ultimate Healer series. So I, I finished the healing series last Friday. So I don't know if I'm going to be doing. I mean, last, getting the days mixed up last Saturday. So I don't know if I'm going to be doing any uh, on Saturday or not. But I will be. Uh, I'll let you know on that. And sometimes I have special programming, and I'm just getting ready. I'm do different things and series coming up and teachings and so but Monday I'm live and Friday I'm live and you can go and listen to any of my archives on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Radio 2 yes with the number 2 or you can just for shortened URL of that you can go to firetalkradio dot the initial T and the initial K. T is in Tom, K is in King. So you can go to firetalkradio two dot T K, and I'll take you right to the blog talk home page 
to you don't have to type in a bunch of stuff. Now I wanna let you know that you are loved. You are accepted in the beloved. He loves you. I love you. You are valuable. You're precious. You're priceless. You mean more to him than anything. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love.
Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um, I know this, I know this, I know this. Um, five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay, judges? That's true, Kevin. They'll allow it. Congratulations. You're a winner. Woo! Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.